Hey, Team 22, welcome back to another episode of the HHA USA podcast. This week, Chris is speaking with Air Force veteran Kyle Mendiola. Kyle's the lead instructor for Arden Archers and is primarily focused on teaching veterans archery and bow hunting fundamentals. He does this work through the Arden Outdoor Group, which helps people of all backgrounds and ages from around the Twin Cities region of Minnesota and western Wisconsin get outdoors and pursue those outdoor passions. During the course of this conversation, they obviously talk about the Arden Archers program, why they exist, what they do, how they do it, and again, the ties between archery and that mental health and clarity aspect comes up during the conversation. Kyle also talks about his time in and after the military, how he got into archery, and the importance of having a network of fellow veterans. And Chris also shares his perspective from the time that he got to spend around Kyle's network as well. After this episode, please check out Ardent Archers on Instagram at Ardent Archers, all one word. You can also find more information at Ardent Outdoor Group dot com online so let's go ahead and join chris and kyle now we are back for another episode of the hha usa podcast and i i don't know i'm always excited when i come on here i have great guests and i mean that uh with all due respect nothing to do with me and it's all to do with the with the fine folks that i've been blessed to uh to come in contact with and this guy is no different. Um, last, I want to say it was last spring, uh, maybe early last summer, uh, during COVID, I got a, a Instagram message from a gentleman that was an Air Force veteran. He lived up uh, just south of the Twin Cities over on the Wisconsin side of the river and was doing some pretty cool stuff in the archery world as far as getting active duty and veterans into the sport of archery and putting bows and arrows in their hands. And he wanted to make a two and a half, three hour trip down to one of my shoots just to shadow me for the day and hang out, see what we were all about, see what I was all about and ask questions. And I'm like, yeah, come on down, man. So Kyle Mendiola, uh, made that trip and it's been a year and he has quickly become one of my favorite people in the entire world. He I don't know. You just, you, you got to meet him. He's just one of those people that when you walk out of the conversation, you feel better about your day. He's just got a positivity about him and enthusiasm about him. He loves the sport of archery. Being a veteran himself, he loves our veterans and he just wants to help as many people as he can. So Kyle, welcome to the HHA USA podcast. Thank you very much, Chris. I really appreciate it. I'm uh, very honored to be on this. Um, and, uh, very familiar with the individuals who uh, have led the other episodes, so uh, just trying to follow in their footsteps. Yeah, I mean, you've you know you've been to a handful of our events now and had a chance to you know meet some of these people face to face. Others you've connected with on social media, but what a in a short amount of time we have built a pretty awesome family, and you are a big part of that. And I mean, th this is one of the reasons I got into doing this. Obviously, my initial mission with HHA USA was for the honor flight. We are still heavily invested in that, but something about this year has been very special, starting with that first shoot in Warren's, which you were at, 
and just seeing the sense of community that has built between the civilian archery side and the veteran archery side, it's just been absolutely magical. And I think, uh, I, I'm, I'm curious to hear your, your take on that, but from, from my chair, that that's how I see it. And it's just been, it's been amazing to see it all come together this summer. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's been absolutely amazing. Um, aside from meeting Tyson last year at that shoot, actually, that I met you at, um, and then just kind of talking with you going through the year with everything. But this year at the Warren shoot with having, uh, David, and uh Terrence and then Ryan and then Jordan um were there. It's just amazing the, the the brotherhood we kinda all bonded with. Um and it all comes down to just our military service. Um all of us have kind of traveled from all different parts, but we all just have that same thing, that same chip on our shoulders being a veteran. So we just all bond to that and we just move on. But um I mean last night I was texting Tyson and I was texting David I was, after the sh- shoot this past weekend I've been interested in possibly changing arrows and just simple of shooting a text out to either of them and finding out what they're doing you know what they're running for equipment and just get my mind going but it's simply amazing just to be able to have those that network to uh, reach out to and just connect with guys on you know if it's that or just simple texts of checking in guys um especially with everything that's been going on with it in Afghanistan and everything. So um, last week I took the time and just shot a text out to everyone, just make sure everybody's doing all right. And, you know, just let everybody know that we all got a, an ear, you know, if anybody needs to talk. So um, we've created this, like I said, this network that's just grown um, so quickly. But at the end of the day, I mean, you brought, brought us all together. So if it weren't for you, we, uh, you know, we'd all, I'm sure we'd all be doing our thing, but you're, you're the main reason that, uh, all of us came together. So I, I really appreciate your, uh, support and just the mission you're doing with, uh, HHA USA. No, and I appreciate that. I mean, I try not to take a lot of credit for that. Cause I mean, this HHA USA is a, is a God breathed thing. It's something that he put on my heart. And so I'm just trying to, trying to do his his will for for what he wants me to do in this and i just i feel so fortunate to be a a, kind of a fly on the wall because i mean cool thing about that first weekend in warren's uh terrence ended up booking up a a lodge for us down at the at the campground there and i got to spend a couple nights uh with you guys and just sitting back and hearing your stories i mean i just i felt honored to be in that room and hear you guys kind of open yourselves up and share some stuff that maybe you normally wouldn't share um, and, and we don't have to talk about that here, but just, just, I mean, it just made my heart smile to be in that room and to see you guys sharpening each other and just, you know, encouraging one another and, and just being, being men, being men and just, just being open and honest with one another. And, um, I don't know, it, it just, I'm, I'm humbled to be, to be a part of this and to, to bring this community together and, and you have all welcomed me into your community not being a veteran myself i just i feel like i'm part of your family even though you guys feel like you're part of mine so it's just it's a it's a huge love fest every weekend when we have an hha archery shoot and uh um we're we're adding new new members to it all the time i mean this weekend you brought one of your students down that had been shooting a bow for three weeks yep yep and i mean his first arrow we, we shot that caribou at like 42 yards and i mean he 
he smoked it. Cool. He sh- I think he had a better shot on that than I did. And I'm like, dude, this is awesome. I love it. Yeah, I, uh, <clears throat> that's the second time Ben has actually been on a 3D course. And the second time he's outshot me. And I uh, always nudge him and I'm like, hey, man, you're looking me, making me look bad. And he's like, don't you think that would just come down to you're just teaching me that good? <laughs> and so I kind of just have to step back. But yeah, uh, coming from where he was and um, he, he kind of when we started the class, he was kind of at a little rough point in his life. And, um, you know, he's been nonstop, you know, not only him, but, you know, the rest of the guys in our class, but just texting me, asking me questions and, you know, excited about class every week. So it's it's one thing that is just, um, like you said, very humbling to be a part of, of their group and everything like that. But um, I just have a huge passion for archery and I, I like sharing it with everyone. So um, any opportunity I get to talk about our program or, you know, just talk to a, a vet or even just a civilian and just talk archery is just one of the best things. Yeah. And I mean, I just met Ben for the first time Saturday morning when you guys came down and I mean, he was, he was smiling from ear to ear that whole 28 target course. I mean, you could tell that he was in all his glory and just really enjoying himself and, um, honored, honored to be able to to shoot with you guys and glad that it all, that it all worked out. I mean, some of our shoots are, are super busy where I, unfortunately there's not enough of me to go around, but this one was, you know, we didn't quite have the attendance we wanted. I think we ended up with 86 shooters for the weekend, but I don't mind that because impact is not all about who has the most followers on Instagram or who's raising the most money. It's, it's shooting a 3d course with veterans on a Saturday morning and having that camaraderie that that's impact. That's every bit as impactful as a $20,000 check in the mail, as far as I'm concerned. And, and it, it took me a while to realize that because running a for-profit business for years, you want to sell a lot of product. You want to be the the guy that's making the money and the guy on top, but, but nonprofit work, especially nonprofit work with our veterans is, is very different. And that, that, that was an impactful morning for me to be able to spend it out on the course with you and Ben and, and the rest of your crew. And it was, it was great. Yeah, it was, uh, like you said, it's not about the money at the end of the day. It's about the people that you touch and everything. And, um, just the good conversations we had shooting the course, you know, it wasn't all just archery, which, which is the best thing, you know, just talking about, you know, what people have done in their, you know, past and stuff like that, you know, and, and you don't think about it, but the time you spend out there, there's a lot of time that you just get to know each other. Um, and it's just a nice environment. It, it, you know, there's usually a lot of fun, um, either ragging on each other or just, uh, you know, just, just talking about different things that pop up on the course. but. Yeah, it's definitely a uh, a fun experience, and that's why I try to get as many people to, out to the HHA events. I mean, we've shot plenty of 3D events around by us, but I, it, there's just an aura when you come to one of the HHA USA events that's just whatever it is, everyone just leaves with a smile. And like I mentioned to you, just the past couple of days, we've just all been talking about it. Somebody brings up something, and it's just it, it whatever it is, it sticks with you, and it's gets you that itch to go to the next one and uh just just keep pursuing it every 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 shoot yeah no and i i walk out of there with that same that same high every weekend i mean it's it's work for me i'm not gonna lie i mean it's it's you know i've got a full-time job and then i do this eight weekends every summer and it's it's work i have a lot of help from my wife on the back end that people don't see um 
but it's it's long tiring days but when i when i get tired it's like well man the folks that i'm raising money for went through a heck of a lot worse stuff than i am so i'm gonna i'm gonna suck it up and and i can't wait to get to the next one because something something magical happens at every shoot and and this past weekend it was being able to hang out with you guys and getting to meet ben and and just seeing seeing how much enjoyment somebody gets out of archery something that i've been doing for 40 years and at times have taken for granted so it's it's just great to see new people into the sport being successful with it and, and being excited i mean he was like a kid at christmas at every target it was it was neat yeah it it, it was and that's my at the end of the day that i always explain to everybody and, and the ones that have got people into archery know exactly what it is but at the end of the day it's that smile it's that smile you see on someone's face when you know they're truly enjoying something. I don't care what it is, but if you're having a bad day and you see that, it just, you know, you're doing a good thing. And it just keeps me driving to, to make sure that's what I get out of everybody. Um, you know, so if it's either just talking to somebody and explaining our program um, or just, you know, getting someone out and actually shooting, um, but just seeing that smile and just, you know, picking people's brains and everything like that. But um, yeah, it's just an exciting thing to be a part of. That's for sure. Yeah. So we've, we've been talking for a little bit about your program, but we haven't even named it yet. And then <laughs> let, uh, let our listeners know what we're talking about. So, so what is Arden Archers? How did it start? What does it do and where, where is it going? Um, so Arden Archers is a um, nonprofit um, archery program. Um, so it's under, Ardent Outdoor Group, um, and there's three programs under that Ardent, Ardent Outdoor Group. Um, there's Ardent Archers, there's Ardent Alpinists, and then there's a program called Big Fish and Fry. Um, the Ardent Archers is what I'm part of. I'm the lead instructor, uh, mainly for the veteran side, but this year we just have a veteran program. Um, but what we do is, is we teach veterans we usually strive for a class of 10 this year we have eight um we teach them for five weeks archery we teach them basically it's um a five-week class two hours a week first hour is classroom the second hour is range portion um for five weeks teach them all the way from just archery fundamentals to basic techniques and hunting um tips and tricks kind of um, after the five weeks, we take them out on their first hunts, um, and it's just a great thing to to get them involved in. And um, what we strive for is a, a network for other veterans to connect with other veterans. Um, it is a great way to kind of forget everything that's going on and, and to focus um, on the task at hand. Uh, so those that do struggle with PTSD or just struggle with um, consistent stressors of life. It's a great way for them to kind of stop and, and have a, um, you know, free moment to kind of get away from everything. Um, enjoy the camaraderie with other veterans and learn a new sport. So aside from the hunting stuff, we've been driving to push them into 3d archery. So they'll, they can enjoy all aspects of the archery um, world, but it's just a big way to get them connected and uh, meet other like-minded individuals. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a great program. And how many, so what, what year are you in right now? You've got eight students this year. Obviously, I think COVID may have impacted you a little bit last year, but how, how, how many, how many classes have you, have you held so far? Um, so this is the fifth year. So at the end of this year, we will have 88 students that have gone through the program, um, both civilians and veterans. Um, I'm heavy on the veteran side. Um, because aside from helping other veterans, it really helps me. Um, and me being a veteran and just kind of going through the struggles with not being able to connect with certain individuals or just um, not being able to kind of have a friend group from when I moved away from home. Um, it's given me an opportunity to connect with other veterans and create friendships. Um, and then also just create individuals that uh, I can go out with and shoot archery or, or go hunting with or just um just talk about everyday life but finding out more and more individuals in our class are raising children and so it's just a way to bond and talk about life and just figure out the stressors that are going on with everything yeah i mean it's pretty obvious that you've built an awesome community there similar to what we're trying to do with our with our shoots you're doing it on a more intimate one-on-one -on -one basis you know where you have regular contact but um and most of the folks that have come out of that are you, are you seeing a high high retention rate once people go through it they they're they're sticking with it and they're they're becoming avid archers avid outdoorsmen um for the past 2 years we have um the first couple of years it was kind of hard just because our program was connected with um another veteran nonprofit um so that's kind of where we got the students lined up from but they've kind of since just disappeared. So my biggest thing is, has been the retention. Um, and that's kind of my driver for the 3D archery side is because if individuals aren't interested in the hunting aspect, they can still enjoy the sport of archery with just coming out and shooting 3D. The weather's usually nicer. Um, mosquitoes usually aren't too bad. And so it's another way to enjoy the, enjoy the sport. Um, and you know, they're not necessarily tied up with taking the life of an animal and, um, you know, the, the burdens of, if people have the burdens of, of doing that, but, um, just overall that the past two years, um, we've had a lot of individuals come back. Um, like I mentioned that we, we take them on hunts after the program, but every year they are invited back to go on hunts. Um, that way they're introduced to the new students um, and kind of create that, uh, um, I guess, alumni be between old veterans or sorry, old students and new students. Um, but it gives them a way to just meet other other individuals. Um, a lot of our students that we have come from word of mouth from past students. So it's a nice way to um, carry on individuals to, to every year and they have relationships with previous students so when we get together it's kind of like a, a a big family reunion when they come together and they know each other so it, it just brings everybody together a lot easier and it's a, a a fun time to be around when everybody starts talking and in the military world when you get a bunch of vets together they just end up giving each other crap and it's just funny to watch people rag on each other but at the end of the day when you're shooting arrows down range that's it's kind of your arrow speaks for yourself, so that's when the uh, the real crap talking starts. 
when the rubber meets the road yeah i mean when you were having that whole piece that you just discussed their family reunion was what was coming to my mind you know because you've had this group that you know they've been there done that so i mean they've got to be a good influence on the ones that are maybe currently going through the class or had just gone through the class and then there's relationships built there where i'm sure that there's going to be lifelong friendships hunting partnerships 3d partnerships that come out of that so what a what a neat network and i know um you work with one of our dealers up there a1 archery and hudson which they've been a been an hha dealer for a long time and i know they they support your program pretty well as far as letting you come in there and get get equipment from them correct yes sir they've uh been phenomenal um little john up there especially has been our our go-to um and without them i mean we had six students get set up in two weeks from them so, I mean, they kind of just turn around and, and take care of us. And fortunately, uh, they push our students to the front of the line when their bows and everything need to get set up. So I cannot thank them enough for how much they've bent over backwards and helped us out. And just when students have issues with their bows, go in and they get taken care of quick. Everything gets taken, um, you know, just fine-tuned. They, they tell them what's going on um, and, and just how much they are willing to help us out. I, I cannot thank them enough for keeping us going and uh, keeping everybody uh, on the straight and narrow. Yeah, they've got a great, great group up there. And I mean, I don't, uh, maybe I'm not supposed to be talking about this on the podcast, but you you kind of found a hometown club here as of late. Are you, are you all right talking about those guys? Oh, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, actually through... A family friend, I actually connected with a gentleman who was on the board. Um, it is called South 40 Archers in Lakeville, Minnesota. Um, so we kind of found a home for our program. Um, they invited us out before we did anything with them, invited us out to one of their 3D shoots, wanted us to walk their their range and everything and just see if it would work for our class. Um, and they've been nothing but open arms for us. Um, Chaz, one of the individuals on the board that you got to meet at the the shoot this past weekend, um, has hands down been the best guy to work with. Um, his passion for archery and archery hunting is amazing. And all the individuals that have helped us out at that club have just nothing but open arms. Um, and I know you're definitely familiar with it, but whatever it is with the sport of archery, Anybody is willing to help anybody. It doesn't matter if they're, you know, been shooting for a year or they've been shooting for 20 years. They're, they're willing to help out anybody that needs help or anybody that's got a question. And I I cannot say thank you enough to um, Chaz, Julie, and Dave from South, uh, South 40 because they have helped us out every week. And without them helping our class this year, I mean, we, we would kind of struggle because it's just myself and Matt, who is our executive director. But when you have, you know, more than two sets of eyes on, on first time archers, it's just able to get everything figured out for them. And um, yeah, it's been a very exciting year this year and being at a new range and just someone that has opened their arms up to us. It's just been amazing for our, our program this year. So it's uh Yeah. Yeah, no, and I think you're you're experiencing that same family 
aspect, community aspect that I see from my side, you know, because everybody, everybody's very quick to recognize me for the work that I'm doing, but it wouldn't be possible without the, I don't know, 60, 70, 80 sponsors that we've got on our website. You know, the folks that step up and donate products so we can have very big silent auctions. Um, the seven archery clubs here in Wisconsin that open their doors like this one did to you in Minnesota and say, come here and host an event. We want to support our veterans. So, I mean, the, the outdoor community, the archery community is very welcoming in general, like you said, to, to anybody off the street. Um, but I think specifically when it comes to, uh, to our military and to the veteran community, you, you've seen firsthand just how, how big that embrace is. And, and I think that's only going to continue to grow. Um, you know, as our program grows, as your program grows, there's countless other programs around the country that are doing some of the same stuff that we're doing. And, and again, it's not about competition. It's all of us linking arms together and making a bigger impact as one, one collective unit. Absolutely. And yeah, going back to it, I mean, it's, um, with you connecting me with all the, the other individuals that are helping out veterans, it's just, um, so humbling to just be a part of a group that can help other veterans, um, especially with your the, the new guys down in Tennessee that are starting their program. Um, I talked to one of their individuals and everything and kind of we kind of connected and, and talked about our programs and everything. And um, I'm fortunate that our program is just on the scale where we're at to, to push through, you know, um, roughly 10 individuals every year. It's just been a very fun experience to to introduce that many individuals into the sport of archery um, every year. But like I said, it's just, just creating our family and just, just making it bigger every year. So it's definitely a, a very fun experience. And like you mentioned for the sponsors and everything this year, we took a big step with adding sponsors to our program and it's been hands down a great year for sponsors stepping up and, and helping our program. and just the individuals within those companies that have been willing to help us out um, are just amazing to work with. And when you have great people with great products, it just puts two things together and you only get great results from that. Yeah. And that whole, you know, the whole like-mindedness of wanting to, to come together and yeah, we're all of us that are in manufacturing or in the, in the archery and outdoor community, you know, we, we go to work every day to, to make money, but that's not what it's all about. Giving back to a cause bigger than ourselves. I think we're starting to see more and more of that, you know, in our industry and in our world, even though there's, you turn on the news, you don't see that stuff very often, but there's, there's a lot of good stuff going on under the radar that people aren't aware of. Yes, there is. Um, and it's just, when I listen to your, your previous episodes and just the individuals you have connected with, it's the same thing from every one of them and all they're, they're just willing to help no matter what it is. And yeah, it just goes back to what I said with that archer community. It's just whatever it is, anybody's willing to help. And that's the best thing. And I can't stress it enough to our new students. It's just ask, ask, ask. If you find anybody, ask questions and you know, you'll get enough answers that you can put them all together and get the information you want. But, um, you know, my, my motto is the only stupid question is the one ever asked. So just always be willing to ask somebody for help and someone's going to step up and usually they step up in a huge way. Um, and the only way to, to repay them is just thank them and, and just show them, you know, what their help is, is going towards. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I mean, as far as, you know, the only question is the one that isn't asked. I, I say that very often. And I know you, you know, I've got you and I have gotten to be pretty good friends here in the last year. And we share a lot of the same same philosophies and, you know, talk back and forth, text back and forth quite a bit. But it's just been it's been great getting to know you and, and becoming more familiar with your program and what you're doing. And I mean, it's a it's a perfect fit for HHA USA. And um, I'm just excited to see the Arden Archers continue to grow and, and hear more great success stories coming out of your, out of your program. So. Yeah. Um, and I know we, we kind of briefly talked if we were ready to launch this episode now or, or wait till the end of fall and wait for some success stories. But um, I think the nice thing is, is that it just ramps it up. So everybody kind of can tune along and that way we can, when the success stories do happen, that, you know, people can follow along on the hunts or, you know, follow along with individuals and just see their su- success. And, and it'll be a fun, fun little roller coaster to go through this fall and, you know, into the winter. But, um, yeah, coming to the end of our, of our class portion, it, it kind of gets a little sad that I don't get to see everyone every week, but I know it's rolling into archery season. So it's, it's bringing on the, uh, the true time to, figure out how everyone's doing and, and where they're at and, you know, how far they're willing to drive. But from, from what I've seen in class, we have a lot of go-getters this year. So we should be making some, uh, some pretty big, big steps into the hunting woods this year and, and we'll see where it goes. I'm, I'm excited to follow along. I mean, I obviously have been from, from day one since you and I met, but now having been able to, to get out on the course and shoot with some of your guys, um, and hopefully shooting with a few more of them here in a couple of weeks when we, uh, when we wrap up things in Wapaka at, uh, on mission 16. So, um, I'm, I'm going to rewind a little bit. We, we've spent a lot of time talking about present day, but how, how did Kyle get into, I guess, number one, how did you get into archery in the outdoors and number two, or maybe you can, whatever order you want to answer these in, but how, how did, how did you get into the air force? Um, so being from Wisconsin, I went to a Whitetails Unlimited dinner. I feel like that's where a lot of Wisconsinites end up going to those kind of banquets or dinners. And I was lucky enough to win a bow, um, a forged bow built in New Berlin, Wisconsin. So it was kind of a uh, a hometown thing. So I was really excited to win a bow. But I did not know that bows have certain draw lengths or arrows need to be cut to certain lengths or anything. So I uh, I don't even know where I got my first set of arrows from. Uh, I know my dad had an old bow and had some old aluminum arrows and everything in the basement. Um, but I grabbed a bunch of arrows and just started shooting that bow. And that first year I went archery hunting and I had a doe roughly about 15 yards come in. Um, I was hunting down in the Platteville area of Wisconsin. Um, nice rolling hills and everything. I had a doe come in, took a shot. She jumped my string and watched her run away. And that kind of sealed the deal for, for me being interested in the archer hunting. Um, fast forward to now, I found out that there's a lot more that goes into getting a bow set up. And there's probably a good reason that that doe jumped my string is because nothing was set to me. Um, but it, it kind of sealed the deal. But um, continuing with that, I actually, uh, my junior and senior year of high school, um, I was a firefighter EMT 
um, for a town of Waukesha Fire Department. Um, so my junior and senior year, I actually went to the community college and took fire classes to be a firefighter. Um, graduated high school, went to one year of college at UW Waukesha, and then kind of split the semester and went to WCTC, um, where I took my fire classes, but um, was going for business. And one day I was sitting in accounting class and I just looked out the window and I realized that college was not for me. Um, and with hearing a lot of other veterans, it's just kind of one of those things that it just, I feel we all get that switch and it just switches. Um, I had a friend of mine who was on the fire department that joined the Air Force as a firefighter. So I was set. So I left college or left campus that day, went to the recruiter um, and joined the Air Force that day. Um, took my test and everything or got my test, everything signed up, lined up. I went home and told my mom and uh, said, hey, mom, I joined the Air Force. Um, but it's kind of weird because nobody in our family had prior military service. Um, my mom's brother, I guess, would be the closest. He was a um, U.S. Army Airborne, um, but directly in, in our family, we didn't have anybody. So it was kind of a big jump for me to join the military. But um, I really wanted to be a firefighter in the Air Force. J just I loved being a firefighter. Um, so I went down that path. But come to find out, when you sign a contract as a security forces member in the Air Force, that is a contract. And that's not a contract to be a firefighter. So when I was in my last week of basic training, I was everyone was getting their sheets to pick their jobs. And um, I was wondering why I didn't get the opportunity to pick my job. And they told me that I had a signed contract that I was going to be a security forces member, or also known as a security police in the Air Force. And that was my job. So uh, my recruiter got reprimanded because I came in under technically under false pretenses on, on joining the Air Force. So I had the opportunity to either fulfill my contract that I signed or separate with a general discharge. And uh, thanks for playing. Thanks for joining the Air Force. But uh, here's your ticket to go home. So uh, I looked at everything and just thought, how bad could a, uh, a cop in the Air Force be? But uh, when I got stationed in at Offutt, Nebraska, it uh, realized that we have very few cops and security is the uh, the main role down there. So it was a uh, a big shock joining the the Air Force. But um, you know, looking back at everything, it was a very exciting time. Um, I got to meet my wife and you know learned definitely learned a lot. Um, so within six months of being on station, I did my first or got deployed to uh, Balad, Iraq, and we stood up a Air Force squadron and took over from the Army um, doing QRF and um, IRF uh, missions outside the line in Balad, Iraq. So it was definitely a, a fun experience. I was a uh, 
a turret gunner being a, a one striper being the, the lowest man on the totem pole, but I, I felt like I got to experience everything um, being outside the truck and, and, you know, throwing water bottles to kids, throwing candy, throwing different, you know, Gatorade and everything to the Iraqi kids and just being able to meet the, let's say the, the good individuals um, there. So it was definitely something that I, I got to experience, got to come home with. Um, being a firefighter EMT, I got tasked with being a combat lifesaver in the desert. So um, we had a couple events when local Iraqis would come to us when they were having emergencies and we'd get them um, set up on the base. We had uh, one gentleman who came in um in the back of a truck and uh his intestines were hanging out his stomach he had gotten shot in the back and the exit wound took his intestines out of his stomach with him um but i think being in that prior state of mind with with taking care of individuals prior to the service as a firefighter EMT that I just went into game mode. Um, the hardest thing was, was not being able to talk to him in English. Um, so I had to do everything through our, um, translator. So it was definitely a hard thing. Um, but experiencing that and seeing that it was definitely something, um, that was, you know, hard, but, um, at the end of the day, just, trying to save someone's life and, and, you know, there's a reason they came to us and, and helped them out. Um, when he left our hands, he was in stable condition. So I, I'd like to think that gentleman lived on, but, um, you know, it's just kind of one of those things that, um, like you say, he's, he's definitely in God's hands. So, um, just kind of go from there. Um, but yeah, I got back from my first deployment and I returned to the States and I was back for my first deployment before I was 21. Um, so I was actually supposed to, supposed to turn 21 while I was deployed, come back and we were going to have a big birthday party extravaganza, but fortunately we came back a, a month early. So, um, I got to celebrate it stateside. So got to enjoy it a little bit more. Um, and then when I was back stateside, I had the job opportunity to join a very small squadron, um, which was a flying squadron out of our base that flew on the National Airborne Operations Center, um, also known as the Doomsday Jet, if you were to look it up on, on uh, Wikipedia or the Internet. But um, so for three years, I flew and a nuclear alert mission flew with two different secretary of defenses um we did mission support for um president and then also just just did some other missions but um so for three years traveling the world i've been to um 18 different countries and definitely got to meet a lot of individuals. But the biggest thing I took with me is no matter what country I was in, someone was always willing to help me. Just simple directions or, you know, um, 
point out places to eat and everything like that. So coming back to the States, th- that is one big thing I took with me is that it, at the end of the day, we're human and we're just willing to help each other out. Um, so that is one thing that's always stuck with me and that's kind of continued the mission and with me personally. And that's where everything's kind of rolled in with our narchers is just the end of the day. I just want to help other individuals. So, um, came back from one of my trips while I was still in, met a young lady that was in the air force with me. She was security forces member also. Um, and we just clicked and this past year was our 10 year anniversary for our wedding. So, um, you know, we have two beautiful children, got to meet her and, um, just, just started our life with, with everything. So there was a portion I separated from the air force and my wife was still in. So I actually became a, uh, military dependent, but I, I feel I wasn't as bad as a, uh, a lot of other dependents can be in the military, but we both separated from the military. We wanted to start our families. Um, my daughter was born with my wife still in the air force. Um, roughly after, soon after she was born, my, my wife's contract was over. Um, we went back to Waukesha, Wisconsin. I started a business. Um, but I was working six and a half days a week, 12 hour days with personal business. My wife was going to nursing school and we had an infant and my wife gave me the ultimatum of either the business or the family. So you can start a business up every day you want. So, but you only get one chance at a family, I feel. So sold my business and then, uh, was kind of trying to figure out where I was, what I was going to do with life. Um, I still had my GI Bill, so I opted to go back to community college. Um, I was interested in always designing or, or making things, so I went to school for graphic design, and I was sitting in class one day, and we had a substitute teacher, and come to find out, he was the dean for our applied sciences program, um, and I had asked him about a class that was coming up on the next semester and he told me that it was actually being canceled. Um, we got to talking and he took me for a private tour of the machining department, the, the tool and die program at our, at our um, community college. And after that night, he single-handedly helped me get signed up for all my classes the following day. Cause um they were actually at a max for the amount of students, but he knew I wanted to do it. So he put a, um, basically added me onto every single class so I could take that program. So huge thanks to him for being able to, um, do that program, did it straight two years, how you, how you're supposed to do it. And, um, that's where I've been today. I'm a machinist today. So thanks to that gentleman for taking me out of a, uh, a class that I didn't necessarily want to be in and, and thanks to him, he put me into the the right path where I, where I should be. So, um, you know, like you say, there's, there's just, someone's always looking over you. So that gentleman was, uh, put in that class for a reason to, to, to teach me and show me where I needed to be in life. So yeah, it is, uh, 
No, it's remarkable listening to your story. I mean, it's, uh, there's, there's a lot of service, obviously your service, but I mean, you've, you've had a lot of people in your life that have, sounds like have, have had an influence on you and, and helped you along the way, but you, you didn't just sit on that. You're reciprocating and you're giving that back now through the, the kind of father that you are, the husband that you are, what, the work you're doing in the archery community with veterans and with ardent archers. And you're just, like I said, at the beginning of the conversation, you and I, I think instantly hit it off and we become very good friends because I think we're very, we're very similar in a lot of ways. Obviously I didn't serve, you did, but we're, we're all about serving other people and, and realizing the blessings that we have. And then, you know, sharing that with other people. Um, and I mean, to me, that's, that's where, that's where the good stuff happens in life. It's not about dollars and cents. It's about, it's about impacting people's lives and making a difference. And, and you're definitely doing that through, through your work. Absolutely. And, you know, aside from me and my wife, her, her family has been, um, nothing but amazing. Um, so we actually, um, uh, when I finished with my tool and die program, my, my wife finished her nursing degree. Um, we actually, that's when we made the move from Waukesha and we came up to the, just outside the Twin Cities area. Um, we both took jobs and up outside the Twin Cities and we were living with them, trying to figure out where we wanted to live. And I basically put my feet in the mud and wasn't going to change my residency. So thanks to that. Um, we moved to Hudson, Wisconsin, so I'm still a Wisconsin resident and, and get to enjoy all the perks of hunting in Wisconsin. But um, my father-in-law has been a, a huge, huge advocate for, for showing me how to be a good father and be a good husband. So um, he's big into hunting. Um, he's a... Uh, where it's HVAC, works HVAC, he owns his own company, and he's just a hard driver, but um, definitely a, a very good father figure for me, someone to, to look up to, um, and just, you know, something to strive for, but um, yeah, it's, it's always good to have somebody on your side, and just kind of showing you the ways, even if they're not, not doing it hand in hand, but just throwing in little tidbits every now and then, it's, it's, something something good to have no you hit the nail on the head there and i mean i've been very blessed to have a, a father-in-law in my life that has done equally what it sounds like what yours has done for me i mean he uh, uh he was in the service i actually was able to go on the honor flight with him a couple of years ago but he he found his faith in his late 20s and and was very influential uh in my faith journey and i just i can't i can't thank him enough and i mean he is very invested in what we're doing with the veteran community. And he just, he lights up every time I share those stories with him. He just, he loves hearing about what, what God's doing through our, through our ministry. Cause that's essentially what it is with HHA USA. And it's just, he's been a huge, huge cheerleader for us. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because it just, it makes me stop and, and just realize how, how fortunate I am to have such a great network of people in my, in my family, whether it be blood relatives or, or the Kyles that live three hours away. I've, I've got a lot of, a lot of great people in my corner. So. Yeah. Um, my father-in-law is, he's a, an air force vet also. He was a, a parachute rigger. And, um, so he, uh, got to, to set up plenty of parachutes for, for guys that were jumping and he had to make a handful of jumps himself to, to test out his packs and everything. But 
yeah, like you said, it's just having someone there to to show you the way has just been a blessing for sure. Yeah. So so you get out of the service, you start your family. Where did archery come back into the picture? Um. So when I got out of the service, I started shooting competition sporting clays. Um. So I got very deep into that. Um. Traveling almost every weekend. Um, on my own dime, but, um, ended up being pretty successful. Um, and it was always a lot easier to explain to my wife when I would bring home a check or, or have a check coming in the mail that would, you know, um, justify the, the trip and my expenses. But, um, competition sporting clays is basically just like archery. I mean, it's the task at hand and you need to focus a lot, but it's a very individual sport and and I feel that way because when you're shooting it's you always want to give people space and and not necessarily be up to them but with it being such a loud environment um it's kind of hard to always have conversations and everything um so I ended up kind of putting a pause on on shooting um for two reasons one when I was shooting I, I started getting in my head too much and it stopped becoming fun and was becoming more of a hindrance when I'd go shoot just because I was so focused on winning or being successful. Um, so it wasn't a sport anymore to me. It was more of a job, um, which definitely took, took it away. Um, the, the fun aspect from me. So I set that aside and then, um, with us moving to where we moved, um, I just kind of got focused on, you know, what I wanted to do with my father-in-law and then my wife's cousin's big into archery and I'm just talking to my wife and I was just like, you know what? I, I really want to get back into archery. You know, I really want to do some stuff. And then lo and behold, I received an email from um, Wounded Warrior Project and there was an archery program being put on, which was through Arden or Arden Archers. Um, but it was for beginning archers and I didn't see myself as a beginning archer and I didn't want to take that spot from anybody. So I connected to Matt, um, who's the executive director and reached out and said, Hey, um, I want to get connected with you. I want to figure out everything that's going on and, and I want to help. And he was just finishing that program that year, but we talked through the winter and then the following year. I uh, went and became a USA archery instructor um, and just jumped full-fledged into it and just listened to podcasts, listened to all different things, watched all different videos, would go out, um, shed hunting, would just go check out properties, just check out different, you know, different um you know, deer sign just, just got real full into it. So then that following year, um, I just jumped all the way in the deep end with Matt and kind of took off with him. And, um, before we did that year, um, that's when I connected with you and reached out to you and just kind of told you about our program. And, um, you stepped up in a huge way with HHA sports and helped us out with sites for our uh, students. And, um, just was was a big thing for to meet you 
um, and meet the individuals around you just because it's, um, it was the first time that I started feeling like I was where I needed to be. Um, so with that class, we pushed through with that class, taught that class, went out on some hunts and it's just the more and more I kept talking about Arden Archers with everyone. I just keep th this feeling inside just would not go away. And it was just what I wanted to do. Um, so I just, kept pushing this past winter and and everything i reached out to a handful of individuals in the um archery community um more on the professional side and and a lot of them gave me the opportunity um you know i just shot them messages on on social media and they gave me their phone numbers and so i connected with a lot of them and it's definitely opened up a lot of avenues for us but um Honestly, you were the first one that that opened that door, and you know I understand you're the co-owner of HHA Sports, but at the end of the day, you're just another guy that's willing to help out. So, um, you know, when we shot this past weekend, I I told Chaz and I told Ben, I was like, yeah, I understand Chris is the uh, the man behind the company, but he's just a guy who likes to talk to you, and um, yeah, they definitely experienced that that you just like to talk and and get to know people, so when you realize that with a lot of sponsors or, you know, individuals that with companies and everything, I mean, the worst they're going to say no, you know, but the best they're going to do is show interest and, and give you a time to speak. And if, if they give you that opportunity, you just let them know what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, your, your program was such an easy sell when you, when you messaged me, you know, a year and a half ago. Um, and I appreciate you saying that I'm just a regular guy. Cause I mean, unfortunately, people look at me as one of the owners of HHA and they put me up on a pedestal, but I don't, I don't belong up there. I'm, I'm just an average, average guy with a, maybe, maybe with an above average heart. If I, if I can take credit for anything, I just, I'm very passionate about helping people. And, and I hope that that, that shows in the work that we're doing here on the podcast and through HHA USA. But, um, you, you mentioned this winter and something that has been a really, really neat part and a neat addition to our program this year is the HHA USA Straight and Arrow Award that I'm going to take credit for the name, but I'm going to give you all the credit for the award. So I'm going to let you tell our listeners what that's all about and what that what that means to you. It's it's, it's a really really cool thing. So the Straight and Arrow Award, um, you and I, like you said, you collaborated on the name, but um, so for each mission shoot that's held at a club, um there is always one individual that goes above and beyond at the club and puts more time in than everybody else. Um, and if it's everybody sees it or if everybody don't, doesn't, um, there's one person that just doesn't get the appreciation. And I can guarantee you that for, for seeing all the recipients of that award this year, none of them want to be recognized for that. They just have the heart for helping out um, and it's something they love doing, but the reason I wanted to create such an award, so it's, um, just an arrow that I personally fletched and, and kind of built for individuals. And then we have a, a little write up award letter, um, that each of them received, but it is to show appreciation for the time and effort they put in 
to these HHA USA events um, from the veteran community. So, so many individuals are willing to help out the veteran community, but I feel like it's never reciprocated as much as it should be. So, the reason I wanted to, to do the award was for those individuals that go above and beyond to show them appreciation for what they are doing has meant so much to us. Um, and, and without them, these clubs won't be at tip-top shape, ready to go during the day of the event. So um, the the last individual um, at the shoot, good thing I, well, I had to take my sunglasses off, but kind of get teary-eyed when uh, they're definitely taken back when they receive the award. And that's exactly what I want for each of them that none of them are ever expecting to to receive anything like that or just the appreciation that, that we give. But I want to spotlight certain individuals that, that are helping us, helping the, the veteran community um, and, and giving us the opportunity to attend these events with other veterans, um, civilians, but attend, attend an event that is an open arm type of thing and you know there's anybody that goes to them um they're going to walk away with a smile and and hopefully you you know have met somebody new um but it's just an amazing thing when you see their face and their smile from from being appreciated and it's the simplest thing i could do to to say thank you and uh, show appreciation for what they've done yeah, and it, it has had an impact on those individuals because some of them I've known for, I mean, I think of the gentleman that won back at Mission 14. I mean, he uh, he actually came to me uh, last year. Uh, they had an archery club here in central Wisconsin that was was struggling and almost on the brink of, of going under, and he just he saw what we were doing and said, what are the chances of, of you coming here and, and having one of these events and, and bringing your following to our club? and um, that that's been a byproduct of these shoots as well. I didn't go into it thinking we're going to, we're going to save archery clubs. And I'm, I'm humble enough to know that we can't single-handedly do that, but we definitely are building a following and there's a lot of new faces coming to some of these archery clubs. And so we did that, uh, for mission 14. And I think they had 139 shooters. It was the biggest shoot that they've had in decades. And, and just to see the smile on that guy's face, I mean, Mike has been a dealer of ours for 30 years. I mean, I've known him for a long time. And he was completely taken aback when we gave him that award. And, and obviously he didn't know he was getting it. So the other guys of the club had his daughter there. And so she got to see it and he was kind of scratching his head and what, you know, why is she down here? And well, I'm just down here to have a burger dad, you know, and it was, it, it was, it's just another thing that this kind of sets our shoots apart. And, and what a, what a cool thing for you to do to, you know, you, you get thanked for your service an awful lot, but I, I, it was kind of a neat reversal to see you wanting to recognize somebody in the, in the civilian community, even though a couple of our, our recipients have been vets, but I mean, they're, they're serving their communities. They're serving their archery communities. Uh, one of the gentlemen I think is part of three different clubs. So, I mean, these, these folks that are getting these awards are very deserving. And like you say, they don't, they don't want the recognition, but I know at the end of the day, when they go home and they see that arrow and they see that plaque, I think they're very, they're very happy to uh to receive it so thank you for for bringing me that idea i thought it was awesome and it's we're having a lot of fun with it and we're recognizing some people that uh 
that are very deserving and these clubs wouldn't be what they are without them. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, the, when I'm, you know, not able to attend the missions, I, I look forward to every week when I, uh, wait for a text message from you, a picture text message of who the individual is. And you kind of give me a little write up on, you know, who they are and what they do. And, um, I've been very fortunate that the shoots I do show up that a lot of them roll over into the other shoots. So, um, getting to meet them and, and shake their hand and chat with them a little bit. And it's been the same response from all of them as they say, thank you. And they, they definitely did not expect it. And that's, that's what I wanted is somebody who, who doesn't expect, you know, anything for what they're doing, but, those are the individuals that uh, do need to be recognized because obviously they're making a uh, a big commitment outside of their personal lives to to help these archery clubs and everything. But it, it's definitely made a a big presence when we show up to these shoots and you know every all the lawns taken care of or targets are are placed perfectly and everything like that. Or you know you have something simple as a cooler needs to be filled or something like that. Everybody's just they're you can tell the guys that are just willing to help out no matter what. So it's, it's been a, uh, a very humbling experience to uh, present these awards, to those individuals. Yeah. And you will, uh, you will be at mission 16 and I'm, I'm 99% sure I've, I did it in the spring originally, cause this is a, our second stop at this club this year, but I have to, I have to revisit who our recipient is, but I'm, I'm 99% sure I know who it is and, and he's quite a personality. So I think you're going to enjoy, uh, handing that over to him when uh, when we see him here on Labor Day weekend. Awesome. Yeah, we're we're definitely looking forward to that uh mission 16 finishing it out. That's the weekend after we finish our class, so we're we're trying to get a big group to come down um and get our our students out on the 3D course and and you know, put a face to your name and everything like that and and try to introduce you to all these uh guys that came out this year. Um you know, we're we're not just teaching, you know, veterans how to shoot archery. We're we're teaching veterans the sport of archery and, you know, opening them up to the community and especially with your team twenty two, with all your volunteers, they've been nothing but amazing. Um, all year, you know, going to all the different events and um just the smiles the smiles I get from seeing them and, and, and seeing their faces and shaking hands. And most of the time it's not just a shaking hand. It's a, usually a hug. So it's just, uh, creating this, this huge network of, uh, family basically that when you show up to these events, you just kind of pick up from where we left off and we just go on. So that's a uh, big thing in the veteran community is usually, you know, when you see another veteran that you haven't seen for a while, you just pick up from where you left off. It's not, um, you know, something new. So that's the kind of thing when, when we show up to these HHA USA events, it's just you see friends you haven't seen for a while, but you just pick back up and you just move on, go shoot some arrows. Or uh, I know they, the, the phrase has been mentioned that you're flinching arrows downrange is usually what happens when uh, there's a lot of smack talk going on or, uh, Certain individuals, I'm not going to say his name, but I know he lives in Texas, that uh, has uh, shot a couple arrows in the woods from uh, people giving him crap at certain times. But um, it's just the, the camaraderie that, that we get when we are out in the course and just the smack talk that goes on. But 
the end of the day, we're, we're just all there to help each other and uh, have a great friendship on the course and outside of the course, just be able to grow up and uh, help each other. Foam is home, right? <laughs> Foam is home. Yes, sir. And for our friend in Texas, I'm going to, I'm going to make him feel a little bit better. And I actually, my second target on Sunday, I missed it. I don't know how I did it. First target I've missed all year. And I, I was joking. I shot with Chad, uh, who's one of our volunteers and a, a long time, I shouldn't say a long time friend, but a gentleman that I met back in junior high playing basketball. But I, I whiffed the target. I shot right underneath it. Didn't find my arrow. It's probably still still flying towards Appleton, so maybe Ryan will find it and bring it bring it with them to the next shoot. But yeah, and I mean that doesn't upset me. I'm not out there to shoot for score. I was out there to have have fun and, and Chad and I just shooting together, so it was nice to just have some one on one time with him. But yeah. Um yeah, it's it's fun to to reconnect and it's it's gonna be a little bittersweet here in a couple of weeks because that's gonna be our last shoot until till April of next year, which I'm going to continue to tease about that awesome event that I can't wait to to finally take the cover off at Foley and show everybody, but huge event coming up next April, which I know Arden Archers is going to be a part of. Hopefully you're going to bring a big band of folks down to, to that undisclosed location. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll keep it top secret for now. And you being in the military, I know you're going to not, uh, not squeal that to too many people. So, but no, it's going to be fun. Um, Tyson is coming up from Iowa, so he's going to be up here with his dust off project and all the great stuff that he's doing. So we'll get to see him. And, uh, I, I know at least five or six of my volunteers will be there. A couple of the guys are, are not going to be able to make it, but it's going to be a great weekend and looking forward to, to seeing you again. So, um, you're doing great stuff with Arden Archers, Kyle. I mean, you're, you obviously, um, you know, archery has done a lot for you in your transition when you got out of the military and now you're sharing that same gift with a lot of other folks too. And that's, that's our mission. I mean, it says it right on our jerseys, uniting service members in archery. And that's, that's what we're doing. We're doing that with like-minded folks like Arden Archers. And I'm just, I'm honored and humbled to be, uh, to be partnered up with you and the great things that you're doing up there. Yeah, I can't thank you enough. And like I said, the opportunity you've given us to just grow as a program um and just network with other individuals um countless individuals that have you know stepped up and and reached out to us helped us out in, in big ways but um we're definitely not trying to stop anytime soon we're definitely trying to grow um yeah so i mean the next year i know you and i talked about some stuff outside um we're, we're trying to grow our pro our program in a big way um, and no matter what you say, uh, HHA USA is going to be a part of it. So, uh, we're, we're going to push for that, that right. <laughs> but, uh, we're going to push for that and, and just, we're not stopping. We're, we, we definitely have a mission and it's, uh, to get a bow into anybody's hand. So, um, we're definitely working on the expansion with that. Um, we have our social media page on Instagram, um, at Arden Archers. Or um, check out our website at um, ardentoutdoorgroup.org. Um, be able to click on there, kind of see what's going on with everything. But um, as long as you're on board, we're we're definitely not stopping with this, and we're going to keep pushing. And um, you, know, you mentioned with the help of uh, Tyson and everything like that, hopefully we can get everything going a lot farther and uh, just continuing the mission of HHA and 
uniting all service members. No, I love it. We're not uh we're not going anywhere. This thing is only going to continue to get bigger and better as we all as we all grow as individual groups and as a as a collective group. So as uh as scripture says, a cord of three strands is not easily broken. So we've got a lot of a lot of different people coming together for the same cause. So thank you again for reaching out to me a year and a half ago. Um we're we're changing a lot of lives through through our individual programs and collectively with what we're doing, but uh your your friendship means means more to me than anything. So I just appreciate who you are and, and your your willingness to serve after you served our country. Now you're you're serving you're serving another another need that uh that I'm very passionate about. So thank you for that. Well thank you. I uh I don't really know uh how to follow that up, but uh yeah, I, I really appreciate the kind words and um uh, there's a sense in me that I just need to keep helping. So we're going to keep pushing forward with that. And, uh, yeah, it, uh, until everybody's satisfied, our, our mission's not complete. So no, that it's not, but we will, uh, we'll see you here in a week and a half and hopefully, uh, hopefully there's no air balls. Hopefully everybody hits foam that weekend, but if not, we, we know we're going to get a good laugh out of it and it'll give us something to, to rib each other about over the course of the winter. Right. <laughs> For sure. It'll make us look forward to, uh, the, uh, the, the big thing in spring. So, and fortunately it'll give enough, give enough time to, uh, really see what's going on with everything, Put put some arrows and some, hopefully put some deer down. If not, well, uh, Definitely get involved in some indoor archery to make sure that we're uh, tuned, ready to go. But no, looking forward to uh, next spring for sure after uh, this coming weekend. But it's going to be a fun, exciting thing. All right, buddy. Well, I will see you here in a week and a half. Check out Arden Archers if you're in the uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul area, Hudson, Wisconsin area. Check these guys out. They've, They've got a great program to get you into the outdoors. So. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of the HHA USA podcast. As we wrap up this week, I wanted to say thank you all for listening to the HHA USA podcast. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. To stay up to date on all the latest news and events, follow HHA USA on Facebook and Instagram. You can also follow host Chris Ham on Instagram at ChrisHam2517. That's Chris Ham with two M's, 2517. If you'd like to support our cause, donations can be made through our website, www.hhausa.org. You can also purchase HHA USA branded hats, shirts, tumblers, and challenge coins at www.hhasports.com. Also, Thrivent members, you can use your Thrivent Choice dollars to support HHA USA as well. And last but not least, please don't forget to follow the HHA USA podcast on all your favorite podcast apps and tell your friends to do the same. I'm Logan Chartrand, and the HHA USA podcast is a Whizbang Media production.